On this bonus episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing the Star Wars novel Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster from 1978. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past. Considered, but not limited to, being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. This is a bonus episode. This is Brandon, and as always with me, is your co-hoster that's still in my continuity, Cullen. Now don't you go falling in love with me, Brandon. Don't look into my eyes and fall in love with me, forbiddenly. Welcome to our bonus episode. We just love us some Star Wars, and we're uh, talking about a book! What? <laughs> you bunch yeah, of which nerds. was... We'll get into it, but maybe it was going to be intended to be a movie. And it's just Blender of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster. All we had at this time was Star Wars, the movie. Star Wars, the novelization. And then this book came. So it's a really interesting place in the Star Wars history to go look back at. And Cullen, you picked this up like last year or something? Yeah, I... (sighs) I, I was with a, a friend at a half price books. And he said, Oh, look at this book. I was like, What the what the hell is this? Yeah, it's Splinter of the Mind's Eye. It has nothing to do with the continuity. It was written like right after the movie came out and it's super weird. Like, what? So I, I looked into it and it is it's not as weird as I thought, but it's still strange and like immediately out of continuity. Like even when as like after it was published, just immediately. It's like expensive yeah, fan fiction. Yeah, you sent me a uh, picture when she bought it and i was like holy crap i read that in middle school and i just remember i it was uh, colin and i went to the, the same middle school and high school but uh at our library i had randomly found it like it was the only star wars thing in our library and i you know i had to do a book report or something and i was like oh well, i'll i'll read what is this and then i remember reading it being very confused because i knew the book took place between star wars and empire strikes back but I didn't know it was like completely wiped from continuity. We didn't have internet. We didn't have. There was no way to look this up back then to get that kind of confirmation. So I was like, "This can't count. Mm-hmm. There's no way." Uh, you don't really realize that it cannot be in the continuity until n- near the end of the book, and you're right. And several, several hundred pages. All into I this remembered thing. about this book was uh, the end confrontation in the book. I didn't remember a lick of anything else. I remember it only had Luke, Leia. Invader, we'll find out the droids are there too. But that was all I remembered. And Luke Invader fought, and there's no way in hell that it could go with Empire Strikes Back at all. That's what it was. But before we really get into uh, this book, 
Colin, we every time we do these Ewoks, we realize people actually might listen to us when we do these Ewok episodes. <laughs> yeah, listenership definitely goes up. We get tweets, up. we get comments, we get a, a like, we get attention. It's like it's crazy. Got a lot of feedback, but there's a comment in particular we wanted to discuss. Yes, this comment comes from Brian. We left this on the site for the uh, most recent Brian. movie. He's not here, hi. but I'm going to say uh, hi. Brian Sorry. Wright. I'll keep, I'll keep interrupting you. You'll never get through this. All right. Sorry. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, Brian writes, another fine episode. I always appreciate the ones where I've seen the movie. I'm writing to you once again to explain to Cullen that he is wrong. If we're talking Star Wars prequels, The Phantom Menace is indefinitely better than Attack of the Clones. I know they're not terribly cultish, but perhaps a Versus episode could settle it. Or you could just listen to me and agree Attack of the Clones is worse. Uh, he also writes, Have you guys considered releasing some commentary tracks for any of the movies you've enjoyed on the All show? Right. Let's hit the Star Wars part first. As always, thanks for listening, Brian. Uh, we appreciate you, even if you don't realize that Attack of the Clones is better than The Phantom Menace. But hey, that's okay. Uh, no, I, I personally, I prefer Attack of the Clones to The Phantom Menace. I, I'm not complete prequel hater or anything like that but i mean when we're arguing about that we might be saying like who's the cooler trump voter <laughs> i don't want to use hyperbole here but anyone that likes the phantom menace more than attack of the clones has their opinion on anything invalidated because there's no way anyone with a reasonable mind would think differently send your comments folks commentaries we are working on something and when we are ready to tell you about it we will tell you uh it's all we can really say is that we're working on something so be ready for an announcement at some point in the future because it's impossible to post something in the past colin and i will not post something until it's ready to go we told you guys that we would you know, start doing a, some additional things in this coming year to do that. Like, today, a book, right? Because movie fans want to read books. <laughs> Electrifying. Hey, you know what's so great about books? Uh, how short yes. they are. That's what's so great about books, huh? That's all. The listeners, it's did you read the Star Wars it, book that never counted? It didn't take three times as long to read the book than it was to watch any movie we've ever watched. True. I don't think this was a total throwaway. Luckily, it's only... It's a short, short book. For me, it was. Uh, we, I had a page differential about a, of about a hundred on our copies. I, I landed a like third printing from 1978. We're not sure where Collins came from, but along the way, a hundred pages were added to it. My edition was 297, and I believe it's we're, also published in 1978. We're both there were, yeah, there were three different printings of this, I think, and I got the 200. 97 version who knows but what we do know is what goes on inside of it and this book though a uh, background for people i guess uh, old george lucas had a bunch of plan b's and c's and d's for star wars like he was always well we'll know like you know things were made up on the fly he always wanted a saga out of star wars so it wasn't while he may not have had everything like completely thought through, he he thought he thought in the big picture. He thought saga. He thought more than one. But getting to do Star Wars was you know his big chance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people involved didn't think it was going to do very well, or just didn't understand. And he had a fail safe in case of that. He 
hired uh, writer Alan Dean Foster early on to do a novelization of it, ghostwriting the novelization, because I think George is credited with the novel. He may not be now. They may have... Not with this one. Mine says Alan Dean Foster. Well, I meant, I meant with uh, the Star cover. Wars, so he... the original, from the Journal Journal of the Will. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he ghost uh, wrote Star Wars from the adventures of yeah, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, ghost wrote yes. that, but uh, Foster's contract demanded he write two books, so he'd get the follow-up. And George threw him a bunch of ideas he had and wanted to use this as a fail-safe guideline for a low-budget sequel. Because a lot of times, like, if you look at... If you're not James Bond at this time and you're getting a sequel, the money going to you goes down. Look at the Planet of the Apes movies. Look how... Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that from the first to the battle. Battle every... had, like, five bucks left over. Yeah. <laughs> I think every... Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. movie. Every sequel, like the budget was yep. cut in half from the previous they kept going, movie, and they yeah, they just kept cutting it in half each time, and that's how yeah. you did. You had dwindling returns. People, you know, the serial serialized stuff was for kids, and you know, people just didn't go see sequels, and you know, sequels forever it was you know, sequels suck, sequels suck, and that really is you know, in these last ten years, you don't hear that anymore. The sequels rarely made more movie than the original, but now, yeah, shit, they almost always make more than the original. We get surprised when they now. don't, or don't have yeah. at least a huge it, first first launch. You know, a lot of times they might not on the back end mm-hmm. get big, but at first they just they launch huge. George Lucas has an interesting relationship with Star Wars. There are some things where he is just totally involved; he's there for every aspect of it, and then there are other things where he's just like. Okay, you got the basic idea. Just do whatever you want. And this is one of those cases where it's just, just do whatever well, you yeah, want. He like, kind of only, dropped only... that after this Christmas special. He realized he couldn't do that anymore. His only stipulation for this was just make sure we can reuse some of the sets. Yeah, the yeah, Wars. yeah. They, they had the we could use reuse like props, costumes, and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. if you'll notice right away. In this movie, we're introduced to this mining colony where everyone's in uniform, and they're like really simple-sounding black uniforms. Everything's very, very stripped down. There's one thing they couldn't reuse, though, was Han Solo, because Harrison Ford was not under contract for another movie. And it was a minimum amount of characters, and Lucas was involved in like saying who could be used. And apparently, maybe how much Darth Vader could be used. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't really sure if he could get James Earl Jones back or something, because he's barely in this book or, as well. Or maybe he just Darth didn't Vader. know where he wanted to go with Darth Vader, in terms of like who he was. But there's nobody to substitute he, here that's worth any time while you wait on him. Agreed. Yeah, th- th- there are zero interesting characters other than the characters we've already met in well, Star there, Wars. There's Everyone else, The big one who would be... Proves to not be interesting at all by the end of it. Like, it's... Correct. The, the one that had some kind of potential to be interesting. Nope. Just yeah. pant load. That's what this movie should... This uh, book should be called Star Wars Pant Load. The book involves, in short, Luke and Leia are on their way to bring another planet. And I, I didn't understand if it was, like, two planets. There was, like, an underground that was... Uh, like Rebel Alliance friendly, and then on the surface they weren't, and they were coming together, both of them, to join the Alliance if she showed up and talked. Yeah, that wasn't... We'll never know. I wasn't really clear on that. Yeah, we will never know. On the way to this, Uh, Leia's ship malfunctions, 
and they crash land on this uh, swampy jungle planet. The first, at least for in my edition of the book, like the first ten pages was was it them was, crashing. No, that's that's the whole first chapter. Like, I, and there was parts where it wasn't clear to me. Like, I thought maybe they were done crashing, but they were still crashing, like falling. It's it's like J.R.R. Tolkien took over this portion of the book. Like, hang on, let's stretch oh, this baby out. Oh, he took over more than this portion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's they like latest ship malfunctions, but the reason it was supposed to be a, a big space battle between some Tie Fighters and Luke and Leia, and she got shot down, and Luke went down after her. But Lucas said, "Ooh, we we're not in the budget for that. But well, you need to cut that right away to save." money for this so that was one of the things he ixnade in this novel it's like if full moon pictures made a star wars movie or if they made a star wars movie with the it... budget of the ewoks movies <laughs> the first person they crash on this planet which is dagobah right i mean you don't read the book and not envision dagobah yeah populated another dagobah. way to save money that they like you don't have to show a lot of background just make the planet real foggy yeah, so gonna save on sets that way too. Film in a woods, we'll build a like wood set, jungle set it, and just fog it up. But there, I mean, this place is populated. There's like a beacon or something that they think to follow or find. Yeah, like they don't think that the planet is inhabited, but during the long crash, they say, like, "Oh no, look, there's a beacon here, so there's got to be something here, right. right?" With Luke and Leia, the relationships are a little testy with one another. And luckily, nothing incredibly embarrassing in hindsight happens here. Because when writing there's this, some yeah, there's some stuff. weird stuff. But in hindsight, this you know, we don't know the rest of the Star Wars. This is it. I mean, you had the first Star Wars movie to go off of. And and that's it. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, with Luke, it's like, you know, modern day equivalent of, look, I'm stranded with Margot Robbie. Hey, yeah. You know? So... <laughs> and then later yeah, yeah. you find out she's your sister it's like well come on <laughs> With, without having any idea you know but yeah it's also weird that uh you know luke's in his x-wing and he's flying and that's that's fine but leia is flying wing yeah. wing so it's super like at no point is it mentioned that she can fly it just it just seems weird that she has the ability to be a pilot and is c-3po like her co-pilot he, he fits in there yeah, that's the way it sounded. Like, he was basically, you know, taking over R2's role, but in the Y-Wing. Mm-hmm. And, nope, that doesn't, that doesn't wash. That yeah, is not I just had a hard all. time thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, why? Well, if if this guy wrote the, the novelization, he should know that C-3PO is a protocol droid. It says it right. Yes. It, he says it right in there. To me, a protocol droid, that does not sound like... Something that would be able to navigate the stars. I didn't write these books, or I didn't write these movies. But that's just what it seems like to me. But Alan Dean Foster also didn't have, like, almost 40 years of intricate studies and stuff in the like. And maybe George George didn't know know. the intricacies of these at the time either. I know, but like I said, this is is the guy that ghost wrote the novelization of Star Wars. So maybe maybe the word protocol droid is not in it. I don't know. They also, early on, when, like, Leia is caught in a tree or something, and Luke has to get her out using his lightsaber, he can adjust the size of it. That's something that we didn't have in the previous movie, and we didn't have in The Empire Strikes Back, and we didn't have in Return of the Jedi. 
I know, I know, like yeah, other the... expanded universe stuff at that time, legends stuff had had fiddled with, you know, changing sizes of lightsabers. And some of that's fine, but this is, I don't know, does it feel? It feels like he weird. He made it like a, the size of like uh, a little pencil, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like he made it like the size, like a knife or something. I think he. Said. I'm not sure if it was here, or if it was later in the book, but yeah, and like he was able to like narrow the the, the width of it as well. Yeah, it was super. It yeah. was shitty. That's what it was. It was just, I'm not going to mince my words. It was shitty. Luke and Leia get to this, like, beacon or whatever, and then they end up finding a town, like a mining town of people mining. I think, do they see stormtroopers at this point? They see stormtroopers somewhere to know, like, the Empire's president, right? Sure. I mean, I know they they see them in the town. I don't remember if they see them at they this point They immediately know yet. that they have to dress up like the townspeople. So, yeah, that would make sense. They have to blend in. So, yeah, they definitely seem stormtroopers storm yeah, at this point. Yeah, and they go and they find a bar because, you know what, I think what Alan Dean Foster's thinking, like, hey, you know, Star Wars need bar scenes, right? So that they, because they're, they're hungry and they go in there. That's like, you know, the thing where, you, you know, you meet people to help guide you out or whatever. And Now, I think at, at, at this point, have they been traveling Yo, for a yeah, day it's yet? It's been days. It's been like four yeah. or five days. Like, why does it have to be four or five days? Why is the travel time in this entire thing so long? Like, why couldn't it be just be like they walked for a few hours and came upon this? Why is it days? Anytime uh-huh. they travel from any place, it's days This book in probably length. takes place over the course of damn near three weeks. At least, and, absolutely. And Princess Leia and, and Luke are worried yeah. about being late. I'm like, I think you guys are. I think you're late to that meeting. There's no <laughs> yeah. way you were getting there three weeks early. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go to the planet. We'll hang out for three weeks. You know, just, just kick around and see what they have to offer. See if we want them in the Alliance. They could be jerks. Storyline with Luke and Leia stuff, it sort of encompasses the like the Han Solo Leia like separated from everybody storyline of, of Empire a little bit in there. That's sort of you yeah. know, there's there's ideas for a many other things like down the line, like way down the line. It's 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 fascinating to see things that obviously were started here possibly. There's an idea. Yeah. It's the the, the acorn of right. the idea. Because at the after the idea is fully developed it doesn't resemble the original idea at all they go to this bar Leia's acting up or something and like luke slaps her yeah to to, uh to blend in because she was attracting attention and he he tells a guy who's like what's up over here and he's like oh well she's she's like my slave i just got her because luke has farm boy hands so they're all scrunnel and leia's got princess hands and she can't she can't do anything so yeah so he so that was the explanation yeah. of why her hands were so soft. And the guy's soft. like, well, yeah. yeah, we're down with that. So cool, man. See you later. It was, I can't remember if it was a miner or an imperial officer. Yeah, and so whatever. this like old woman comes by their booth and is like, I know you're so full of shit. Mentions that she knows Luke has the force. And she says she has the force. And she uh, like shakes a salt shaker using the force. Looks, <laughs> uh, I'm convinced. Shake like a salt shaker. But here's, here's the thing I thought, too, interesting with this one. Before this book, what do we know about the Force? What have we seen the Force do? We've seen we've seen Obi Wan Kenobi tell a stormtrooper what to say—a mind trick. We've seen Darth Vader choke people. We've seen Luke blinded, blocking little you know zappers. We've heard Obi Wan speak in Luke's head, and we've seen Luke close his eyes and destroy the Death Star. It, it's beyond me that I'm like, holy crap. 
how did people not see uh, Empire as this hokey movie with all these weird magical things? Because the stuff in first Star Wars with this force is really tame. Then you get to Empire, and he's like calling to his lightsaber from like 20 foot away in the snow to his hand. And then like he's like mm-hmm. on doing like a one-handed handstand, lifting weird stuff. Like it's... It's crazy where they go with the Force after that movie. It also shows uh, a progression true, in his true. character because he didn't use that much before, and he he's evolving into uh, somewhat stronger. And I think it also helps that Yoda lifted the X-wing right. out of the swamp to show that it's not just all these like little things, like great things can be right, done. No, with. Yeah, that's true. And I think yeah. that helps. A and lot. so this one's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff doors and stuff that can be open with the force here and they're going to these places that we're like okay yeah we'll we'll see that instead of an x-wing being lifted out of a swamp we get a, a, a salt shaker moving <laughs> just a little bit luke feels like he hasn't been doing anything yeah he hasn't been yeah. like, working on it's his, like his well stuff just kind of happens to me once in a while He's yeah like, i feel like my body's <laughs> taken over by things once in a while but you know you know ben kenobi man he mm. I, I just you know I throw one up for him when that happens. I I hung out with this dude for a few days, and I think of him sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so Hala is her name, and she seem feels like if there's a dime store version of a dime store version of a dime store Yoda, maybe this is it. She's like our force person for this movie, but she's not as strong as like anybody we've seen. She just kind of knows, so you're kind of like, oh, what's she gonna teach Luke about the force? Uh, turns out nothing nothing she, she teaches luke nothing she has the a force. splinter of a this jewel diamond thing that she shares with luke that like is consumed with the force and says there's there's a, a kyber it's a piece of a kyber crystal and that there's the full thing somewhere on that planet she needs to get to it and if they help her find it then you know she'll get them off the planet by luke touching it he signaled other force sensitive people around him that would be attracted to it, so they need to hurry. This is clearly the, the splinter of the mind's eye that the book is yep. referring to in, in the title. Here's the thing. At no point is anything in the book called the mind's no. eye. And it would have been cool if the when they find the crystal later, maybe it was in like the eye of a statue. That would have made sense. Absolutely. That's that what I thought great. it was going. But, but nope, not at all. It's in a statue, but it's not like in anything's eye. I think it's just being held or it's in some... I don't know. It's, But it's not in the eye is the point. I don't know why the hell this thing is called Splinter of the Mind's Eye. It's, cool. it's a cool name. It's a cool name, but it should also pertain to right. the book. They're like, okay, okay, Hala, we'll do this. And they're outside, and like Leia shoves Luke into some like mud puddle, and then like Luke throws mud at her, and they get in this little... like pissy fight yeah. which attracts some miners yeah it, it, it's they just basically grab ass yeah. for a while it's absolutely i'm sure that luke had a boner underneath his minor right outfit that's what this whole thing is it's um like if, <laughs> if i play around with her maybe i'll accidentally get to right. kiss her that's absolutely what it feels like right he's got he's got some feelings for her but he's really unsure about how she feels about him and we never know because we don't get her thoughts really too much in this and they, they they track some miners and these guys like what's going on over here man you know you can't let your slave treat you like this and looks like nah it's okay I'm, I'm i'm okay they're like well we're not okay with that so 
They uh, they get in a fight, and then like Luke busts out his lightsaber, which no one seems to make a big deal about ever in this. Wouldn't you be like, holy shit, it's a lightsaber? Yeah, there's this mythical weapon from this mythical race of people thought to be and gone, they, and he's walking and later around on, like, with it. Uh, we're the Empire. We might want to report this. We kind of have a guy who's like the only person left that uses one of these. Yeah, it's a big deal. You think about you know Obi-Wan, he wasn't walking around with it hanging off his belt. He had it hidden under his right. robes. Yeah, Luke cuts off this dude's like hands and like stabs. Like, he's he's Luke's nuts with his lightsaber in this. Like he's fucking ruthless. Apparently the one thing he's worked on after New Hope is lightsabering. Stabbing because people. He's, you know, although apparently everyone is good with a lightsaber once they pick it up. We'll get to that. So they get caught by Imperials and take this guy named Captain Supervisor Grammel. He's this, like, yes. fat dude that everyone's afraid of on the mining colony. Which, mining, that's uh, Bespin, right? So that, that idea would get <laughs> pulled over. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. And they take the three other people away. They put them in prison that, that, that started a fight with them. And he's there, and he's like, you guys are interesting, because I don't know you. And they tell a story. Luke then goes, oh, well, we're not, like, miners here. You're right about that. But we're escaped convicts from the other planet? Yes, they said that they were escaped convicts from the planet that Luke and Leia are are actually going to get to. And they're on Mimba, right? That's what they're... Yes, Mimba. Yes, Mimba is... Yeah, that's the jungle swamp planet yeah. that they're and on. Yes. So it looks like, yeah, you know, this, and, you know, we'll help you. We might join the rebellion, you know, but we just want to get out. That's all. And he's like, well, I know some people over there. So if your story checks out, you know. Yeah, like he begs them yeah. not to send them back to whatever the hell the name of the planet is. Something with a C. Sir Carpus 4. C4. And, I'm like, Leia's a dick to this guy the whole time, and Luke's, like, trying to play some ball. He's like, all right, you know what? Well, I'm going to keep your stuff. He shows him the, the splinter, right? He's like, yeah. Yes. The splinter of the mind's eye that is never called splinter of the yeah, mind's he's eye. he's like, hey, yes. we, I got this. You know, we're looking for, like, the rest of it or something. I don't know. But he's like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you to prison and uh, with these, like, things that will probably kill you. I, I, but I think you'll be fine. And I'm going to call, check my sources and see what's up. So he calls this like Imperial governor. Because as we find out at this point, I think the writer, Alan Dean Foster, thinks Tarkin's first name is Moff. Because he calls him like Governor Moff Tarkin. Not Grand Moff Tarkin, mind you. Moff Tarkin. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he refers to him three different ways. He refers to him as Grand Moff Tarkin, Moff Tarkin, and Governor Tarkin. Okay. The first time he mentioned it was Governor so, but, Moff Tarkin. And I took it as like, he yeah. thinks it's his first name. This is early in the yeah. thing. We don't know. And and it's so funny, like, that they do make a mention of the Emperor real quick in this. But it, it's what yes. it shows, like, what a more imposing and seniorative figure Tarkin was in that first Star Wars movie than Vader, that his legacy looms over this book more than Vader's does before Vader shows up. Well, yeah, Vader's just an enforcer. He has no official position within the Empire. He's just like the governor's pit bull, yeah. more or less. He was just the yeah, the higher the muscle. And so this guy calls this Imperial governor or whatever, and the guy's like, Who are you? Why are you bothering me? Like 
His name's like Asana or something. It ends up not mattering at all. Because this guy, this is the only time he shows up, right? Yeah. Well, it's great that Captain Supervisor Grammel, he says like, oh, I'm in charge of this secret mining operation. Hey, dipshit. <laughs> if it's a secret, don't call it a secret. Yeah. And, and what is it that like catches the guy's eye about Luke and Leia? She was a young woman. Yeah, that was like, she's fiery. He's like, oh, well, hey, uh, we're coming down there. I'm going to talk to somebody. Uh, you need to just cool it. Apparently, there are no other women with opinions in the galaxy because it's like, well, she's gonna, she's kind of fiery and tough to talk to, right? Well, it's got to be the person we're looking for. It's got to be that nefarious rebel. That's true. So then at the, the cell, like, there's these two hairy things that are stand-ins for Chewbacca, basically, that Luke knows their language and, and befriends in the cage. Well, the way they're described, they are only slightly taller than Luke, and they have they're they're all hairy. They've got uh, arms that go down to the floor, and they have mm-hmm. snouts like well, like elephant snouts. Now, when I read this, I just imagined that they were just slightly larger versions of Trumpy from High <laughs> People. That's what it. So when we talk about them, that's what I want you people to think well, and, about. And the. That Trumpy helps The Luke. Imperial base is built in a temple. They're like, ah, it saves money. <laughs> yeah, they just take pre-existing everything and just throw yeah, their shit in it. And outside of it, there's hollows out there. And she's like, hey, Luke boy. Because she calls him Luke boy. She's like, let's get, uh, we're going to help you get out of here. So uh, we'll, you, we'll get you out. You go this way and this way. And then we'll find a transport and we'll, we'll go find that diamond, uh, crystal, okay? And C-3PO and R2-D2 are with this woman for a majority of this, which yeah. is, they're unseen for a lot of this, too. They're like, oh, because when they went to the bar, they're like, oh, you guys stay outside. They get arrested, well, and then, then they end up being with Hollow. Well, anytime that like Luke and Leia need to do something, it was just, all right, uh, go hide in the shadows. Because nothing can be seen in the shadows, apparently. Right. The shadows are the invisibility cloak of the Star Wars universe. So she takes like a, a food tray... She uses the force and sends it to hit this button that opens the gate. Yeah, like the it's response to reflective stuff apparently, which I gotta say, not a real secure system if you can just use any reflective surface to open a lock because that's what it is. It's just a tray that she she tries to move it down the hall, but she's outside inside the building, but she's able to move this tray. And then she's like, oh, man, it's too much work. Luke, can you help me lift this tray? And I got to say, shit, what a garbage yeah. force user, all right? I mean, in Empire Strikes Back, Yoda lifted an X-Wing. Awesome. This woman has a difficult time moving a tray she's down a She's got a TV movie budget, so. She has a Corman budget, right. what she has. They do this, the the use them things, they come and agree to escape with them and join them. Luke uses his lightsaber and stuff and get away. They kill some people. I just want to make sure people understand, this escape takes so fucking long. Like, everything in this book, anytime anything is accomplished, it takes so long to it's get through it. It's a lot of pages and, for each, yeah. Yeah, and were, were you confused about the placement of of the characters versus like who they are fighting sometimes because I was I there's a, like later on when there's the the, the big battle mm-hmm. in the tunnel 
I thought the battle mm-hmm. was going on, but they were just setting up at one point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's it's pretty confusing. I, not too much. I think the geography the geography's fine. I get that. Sometimes I don't know how many guys are involved. Like there was like a I think they get there and there's like a stormtrooper at a desk or something at one point. And yeah. And 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 then like the um then they're suddenly behind him. It's like, well, wait a minute. He didn't see them walking behind these these furry creatures. He the stormtrooper just did not see them. They didn't sneak up from behind. They were coming like right at him, but he didn't see them. Like, what? It's in the book. Poorly written. They do have. They use them have names. Hin and, Hin and Key. Key. They get out. Luke meets up with Holland. She's like, dude, we need we need to get a transport. We can't walk to this thing. It's like okay. And she's like, it's X amount of days away. It's like, jeez. Yeah. She she said ten to fourteen yeah. days away. You're like fuck. Oh. Two weeks? The hell? Lady, I don't understand. I don't think you understand how we need to get out of here. But they get a transport, which apparently cuts the time. Long story short, they get the transport. They drive that for freaking ever. Brandon, it doesn't take two weeks to drive across the United States. slow transports. Or maybe maybe it's just a huge planet. Well, I know it's swampy and it's difficult terrain. Still. But still... That's a long distance. So they end up going around this train, and uh, at some point, they get out, and like Luke and Leia are walking this path that ends up being a giant worm. Do they get out? Or, I could, or they're driving that something. Was something that they're, at me. some point, the next thing that happens, okay, happens in this, because yeah. nothing, there's a lot of stretches where nothing happens, but inner thoughts of just repetitive stuff. I mean, it's not like the, the inner, mm. I'm not against like, someone's inner thoughts planning you know you know character depth there but every time we get to collect those thoughts they're the same ones it's it's repetitive there's a point where this reminds me of you know the, this is no cave type scene in empire but they're mm-hmm. they're going yeah. on a path and the path starts moving and they realize they're following on top of this like worm or something that's underground this giant white worm yeah. this winds up in luke and leia falling into this like cavern or this hole and then uh, yeah like they were i'm not sure were they thrown out of the transport or, yeah, or something it was it, it was not 100 percent clear it almost sounded like the transport was a convertible no yeah the well, way i, I don't think talking. it had like a roof i think it was just you know like some sort of speeder thing when they when they drew it yeah, in the but, comic but, book version it, it didn't have a roof but it's something that has like enough but it has like like two weeks worth of rations so it's a roofless vehicle they can hold two weeks worth. Oh, and we of have food scenes where they eat rations. Or we have scenes five... with eating rations. Oh God! Yes, yes. Do we have? Well, it makes sense because they're out there for two effing weeks. It's ridiculous. So they've got an, enough room in this convertible for two weeks of food, and they're not—they're on a swamp planet. All right. It's, you, think, you don't think it's going to rain in two weeks? You don't think? that shit's going to try to get in there and eat their food? That's fucking ridiculous. Why wasn't there a roof on this thing? That's dumb as hell. Why wouldn't the Empire bring a vehicle that's completely encased? Because, guess what? There's constant monsters in this And book. they have, like, some electrical storm problems at times, too, don't they? Yeah. Seems to me that you wouldn't want to be most exposed people, they, sitting in a they metal don't vehicle. Drive 
further than the mining colonies, though. That's what Hollis said. No one goes out much further than them. But at the mining colony, the only natives they see are these, like, drunk things that, like, will do anything for a drink. They're, like, poor. Hey, man, you got a dollar for a shot of... I lick your shoes. Yeah, I lick it's... your shoes. Uh... Yeah, but that happens. Like, uh, 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 one of these aliens licks, like, the boots of, like, uh, either a miner or an imperial guy, whatever... Just for some alcohol. These things are like the hobos of the universe. They don't care. They just do anything for for alcohol. It's sad. It's pathetic. And it adds nothing to the story. Yeah, so Luke and Leia fall in this hole. It's got like glowing fungus. And then the worm falls in the hole and destroys their vine ladder. And then that's what Hollis says. Well, things called cowways is where they live. They they won't harm you. They won't harm you. But then like looks to C-3PO and is like, yeah, but you're going to need to travel down oh, yeah, to the yeah. end of this hole, the other exit, which is like three days away. <laughs> when I read that, I thought, holy oh, shit, three more days? So, like, like Luke and Leia, like, they walk around down there, and then, like, they, they find a pond, and then they, like, get this, like, leaf, and they, they ride on the pond. There's, like, something, is there something underwater that attacks them? There is something, yep. There is something and underwater that, that attacks they, them. They, like, like pulls Luke under, and then, like, it, it, it goes away. It was like a giant amoeba with right, tentacles, right. apparently. And they get to the other side, yeah. and, and, and and by and by the way, crossing this um, this pond, it's a whole chapter oh, yeah. of the book. Oh yeah, anytime like travel is just so damn important. It's a chapter. The journey is spread through chapters, which is why yeah. the, the last chapter, it, mine was thirty pages, and I have no idea why. That wasn't split up into yeah. like three more chapters yeah. because I just it's like a point where Alan Dean Foster's like, ah, fuck this, I need to end this book. Don't make their journey three yeah. days. Make it like a day would have been. It still would have been right. too long, but it would have been better. Right. I, I think like it. Damn near the rest of the the book is underground. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Half this book's underground. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. So go they get to the end of this pond and. They meet up with some cowboys that, like, attack them, and they fight back, and Luke, like, cuts off the hands of one, kills one, and then they get to their little community, this underground city, and Hala's there, 3PO's there, the Usum's there, they're all, like, being held captive. They're like, okay, the cowboys are like, all right, look, you can have everybody back, you can go, but you have to fight, like, our champion first. And it's like, oh, okay, and like, oh, and you can't use your lightsaber. It's like, okay. And so, like, Luke fights this thing, and then he's, like, getting pummeled and, like, held underwater, and then he blacks out, and he wakes up, and he's beating the guy by slamming a rock against his head, because apparently that's using the Force. Well, he slams the rock against the thing's head, but to me, it wasn't really clear if he actually did it or he used the Force to do it. I think they were implying that he used the Force, and, like, it took over his body, and he did it. Because he was saying... In the book, the Force was controlling, like, bodily movements of his. And it'll happen later during uh, the fight with the stormtroopers. His body gets taken over with the Force to block a, a, a mm-hmm. energy bolt. There's also a, a line in the book I want to share with you folks. Uh, when he's fighting one of these cowboys, the, the champion, they're in, they're in the water again, and they're fighting. It says that this champion is on top of Luke. And Luke has his head underwater. There's a line in here that says, Desperately, Luke turned to the right. His mouth bumped against something warm, and he bit down hard. 
With a jerk, the cowboy pulled its injured member away. Oh, 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 oh. So I, I had to read that sent that passage like three times. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> hang on. Did Luke just bite alien dick? Because I mean, that's obviously yeah, it what does it sound like. like. It. But like a, a little bit later, it said something about the the cowboy like favoring one of its hands. I was like, okay, hang on. I've never heard anyone ever. <laughs> Called their hand their member. That is not. Th- and uh, Alan Dean Foster, I-, I looked at his biography. He's from the United States. He should know. No one. <laughs> I-, I can't imagine it's even a regional. I mean, Austin Powers. Where people would Austin go Powers a hand member. movie wasn't called Gold Member because the guy had a gold hand. Exactly. Although the guy intended, like, oh, he just bit his hand. It sounds like this thing's dick was flapping in Luke's face. He reached out for something warm and bit his. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, so after this battle, they're like, "All right, Luke, how you know? How'd you do that?" He's like, "I don't know." And Hal's like, "The Force, man." And they're like, "Hey, you guys want to eat with us?" And Luke's like, "Nah, we gotta, we gotta get out of here." And they're like, "No, you you need to eat with us. If you don't want to eat with us, you have to fight our our next champion." And he's like, "Okay, I'll eat." So they go to eat, and like they hear like a blaster bull or something they, they they know the imperials are probably making their way down there i think at this point it's like page 158 and luke's like oh, vader vader's coming i could sense it and it's like holy shit they mentioned darth vader who's on the cover of the yeah. book in my edition i think there were 60 pages of this book left and this is the first time that i had like vader 40 pages even left pre- yeah yeah he's even a presence in this book Again, on the and, cover and not, of the book. And not re- revisionist history cover of the book. When it published, cover of the book. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's only been one cover to yeah. this book. And it's actually, the cover's from a scene that happens in the book. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, aside I mean, from I the crystal think... hanging oh, yes, out yes, and yes, some yeah. stone. They go, and like everyone's going crazy, the cowboys and stuff. Like, oh, and Princess Leia's like, we stop running. You know, we gotta, we gotta face this. We gotta, you know, this is it. And it's like, whoa, this is like the big... Star Wars battles like Luke, Leia, these Cowways, two Wookiee things, and Hala. This is where we turn, you know, we fight the Empire. It's like, okay. So it's this ground battle. And it's basically Return of the Jedi, right? It's like the tribal people fighting uh, stormtroopers and whooping their ass by unconventional methods. And I think, um, like, Vader looks he at He comes Luke. in later. Like, because Leia and Luke are like, He's like, I just want a shot at him. You know, that's so why he's like, I hope you get it. But he's like, you know what? He's not going to come in until, like, they're done, man. Like, like mm-hmm. Vader came in and he, like, sensed Luke or something. And he, like, like, waved his fist at him in the battlefield. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't like, believe what? it. Like, like, he waved his like, fist at him. Like, oh, like, come get some. Like, come get some. You, you whippersnapper, I'm going to get you later. I'll get you for blowing up the Death Star. Ooh. Yeah, and... and so they have this battle, and then Leia shoots Darth Vader and, like, hits him in the side. And, and apparently he's got armor yeah. there, but I, I thought it was funny. He started, like, smacking it like Kylo Ren when he was injured. He did. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And so Vader's like, oh, man, shit. And he gets out of there. And Grandma, during this battle, gets, like, something, like, explodes in his face. Or that actually happened mm-hmm. when they escaped. Because Luke just, like, bombed the hell out of the temple when he escaped. Because he grabbed grenades from yes. somewhere. It's unclear. They fend off the Empire, 
Empire yeah. is bone And meanwhile, dead. we get our first scene of, like, not around our heroes with, like, our Vader and Grandma. And Grandma's like, man, you know, it's all this, like, look at my face. And, and Vader's just, like, pissed at him. And then he, like, cuts him with his, he, like, kills him with his lightsaber. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's like a page. And it was like, it's, it, it sucked. There should have been so it's, much exactly. more of that in the book. That's what's missing. There's too much travel then it could have been switching back and forth between what like the imperial side was doing, or maybe a rebel. Yeah. Maybe there was like a rebel retrieving like a, 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 an initiative to like retrieve Princess Leia and Luke or so. We needed something from somewhere else because Star Wars isn't like solely following people. There's usually multiple storylines that we follow that will come together mm-hmm. or it's like opposing sides. It's they could have had the the Emperor saying to Vader or or Vader talking to the emperor saying, Hey, there's a guy there that can use the force. You know exactly what happened in yeah. empire. We should find this guy. And it doesn't even have to be like Luke's son. I mean, even at this point it's not there and he could have just been like, yeah. Hey, that guy that blew up the death star. And they could reuse sets that they use on the death star. You know, they all kind of look the same. It's just an interior of a, an Imperial ship or whatever. And that would have been fine. Yeah. Or, or we, we they, don't know what hardly... the, the emperor's place could have been a dark room for all we care. You know, it's absolutely. And, it could have. Absolutely. They needed more of this. Like the comic book was smarter. Uh, that, that, that was made in 1996. They incorporated a little bit more, you know, afterthought, they changed some people that Imper- uh like people from empire strikes back. And they, they got rid of the Asanda character that Grandma talks to and inserted him to be Darth Vader. And they had a little bit more. They had Vader arriving on the planet. They had, you know, they inserted these scenes that this book desperately needs. Because why wouldn't Vader be interested in getting the guy that blew up the Death Star? You know, like he's, well, I guess that like Grandma doesn't really know yeah. that's what's going on. But, but still, you know. I wanted apparently want Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker traveling a pond in a giant leaf. That's that's what we wanted. Yes, what could be more interesting and than that? So they go to leave. They get their like transport back by bombing and killing some two stormtroopers, which we randomly get to see their side. Like, yeah, we have the Vader Grandma thing, and then we have this scene, like brief moment, where it's like the point of view of the stormtrooper that like then cuts yeah. back. To like, there's a gap, like you know, where you're changing things between paragraphs. Like, there's a bigger spacing, and then it never goes bigger mm-hmm. spacing again to return us to our main characters. It just sort of just happens. It's really sloppy. <laughs> well, I also had what, spelling errors is, in mind too, so it's really early because there was one time where Luke was talking about needing to adjust his altitude, but it said attitude. I think I might have had that too. There, there were a couple of things in the book where I thought, is that what they meant to? say because it didn't make any sense before the attack the the stormtroopers inside the transport i think it was like leia that says like hey i sure wish you could uh, use the force to conjure up some explosives and hala and luke like they see something and like oh don't worry we've got an idea and then there are just these furry bombs that get thrown into this transport we don't know what the fuck these things are from are they from the Yakuzum? Is is that what's going on? Do, do these things shit explosives? What what happened? They're just explosives that are furry. We don't. There's zero explanation as to where the hell they got these things from. Makes no fucking sense. None. So they get this transport, 
They drive to, they find the temple easily, apparently. They come upon the Pomajima temple, which Hala just kind of had an idea of where it was. She didn't know. Yeah. And it's like, it's apparently smaller than they expected. And they go in there, and they see uh, on this, like, Medusa-like statue, which I love how they described it as Medusian. I'm like, this is Star Wars. They don't, they don't, they wouldn't describe it like that. It's not. Yeah, you could just say a woman with, like, snakes coming out of her head or, you know, describe Medusa. Don't just say the word but if Medusa. You were, if you didn't think you had enough uh, monster fights yet, Guess what? Luke fights a giant iguana oh, with his lightsaber. Yeah, like this is uh, we haven't even we have not honestly we have not mentioned every monster yeah. fight in this. We have mentioned most of them, but not all of them. He I don't know fights like six different monsters Big in monsters, this thing. Yeah, and this is supposed to be a low budget affair. Like were these were these gonna mm-hmm. look like the Ewok movie monsters? That probably. Uh, well, I'm sure what would happen is that they would be the same basic shape. They would just change a few things about it to make it a basically a different yeah. monster. Because this, this monster kind of sounds similar to the thing at the, be- at the beginning that we didn't even mention. The first thing Luke does when he gets off his X-Wing is fight like a monster. Something with like a, like a big rat tail. It's got like big tree trunk yeah. legs and hair. And that's kind of what this thing is, except it doesn't right. have hair. Yeah, he fights this. So- and, 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 and here's the thing. We're, we're so close to the end of this thing. And then he just fights another right. fucking monster instead of fighting Vader or the Imperials or something that's a genuine threat. No, here's this random fucking thing that just right. happens. And he also has to charge his lightsaber. Do you know? Like, there are multiple times where he plugs it into yeah. a blaster and charges it. Or he'll use his lightsaber to charge blasters, too. Yeah. yeah. And that, that just kind of takes the, the mysticism. Right, yeah. Away from the you know a lightsaber like lightsabers don't need to be charged. I think that like when did Obi Wan Kenobi just, charge his in? Was this Alan I, Dean I, Foster I, like I I'm gonna it, put my stamp on this? Because if it was to limit the if, if there was a charge thing to like limit the amount of times they would have to do effects for a lightsaber in a low budget movie, it makes sense. But he's pulling this thing out all the time and cutting tons of stuff with it. Oh, absolutely. And he, and here's the thing in A New Hope when Luke meets obi-wan he goes back to obi-wan's place it's like oh hey here's your father's lightsaber there's no way that <laughs> obi-wan is charging this lightsaber every few days just in case he <laughs> decides Here, to give it to the Luke. charger it comes with yeah exactly again um alan dean forrester wrote the novelization to star wars <laughs> you should know some of this shit luke yeah fights a giant iguana and kills it right it's done because he keeps talking about him like cutting a hole in its chin like multiple times like like wait did i just read this i did just read this during this like time some stuff starts coming down and like a block falls on his foot yeah the the ceiling yeah and darth vader shows up does the ceiling crumble from him like hitting one of the pillars with the lightsaber or is it just it's just an old old temple adding dramatics to Darth Vader showing up, which Darth Vader comes in. He's like, yo, I killed your use him. And, uh, I, I turned the power off on the droids. Just like, <laughs> Ooh, big guy. Big talk here. You nefarious I, man. I built the one of them outside. I know how that one works. So I just kind of turned it off. But, uh, and the other one, it's just, uh, that one used to, uh, that one used to actually, uh, I used to use in my, my Jedi star cruiser when I fought, uh, clone war battles. But, um, Really familiar with him. No, so when yeah, I was a when child, I was a child had it. Uh, yeah, 
he comes in and he talks a lot of shit. Yes, he does. He talks way like, too much. Yeah, he spouts out. And then Leia, Leia picks up the lightsaber because Luke's struggling to get this off and fights Darth Vader, which is kind of awesome that she'd do this. But she's not very good, and he, like, cuts her up a bit. She takes a swipe at him and kind of, like, cuts through, like, his mask a little bit, like the breathing area. Yeah. And... And he's like, oh, it's a good job. Well, you're not going to do that again. Yeah, and then, and then Luke finally... Meanwhile, Hala, by the way, she's just, like, crawling to get this crystal. She don't give an F. No, she basically turns into Gollum yeah. at this point. And then Luke finally gets free, and he fights Darth Vader. And Darth Vader's like, yeah, you know what? I have, you know, spies in the Alliance that told me about you, you know, Skywalker boy from Tatooine that he knows. He's like, obviously no one thought Darth Vader was uh, Luke's father at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also like you had like a dossier yeah. made up of Luke Skywalker. How the hell would anyone know anything about this guy? So, he, and then like they fight. Darth Vader tries to like throw a rock at him with the force. And then Luke like throws another rock at it. Luke gets pissed off and then cuts Darth Vader's arm off. Did we say how we got free from the rock that Luke was pinned under? Because that takes place for that takes place for a yeah. long Luke, time. Leia's battle with Darth Vader lightsaber battle is longer than Luke's. Yes, the, and the only reason that she is fighting him is because those rocks that fell from the ceiling they fall on they fall on Luke, and then he gets up because one of those Yakuza's. Oh yeah, he's that, like got a hole uh, in his head from like Darth Vader killing him. Yeah, but yet somehow he has enough strength to lift this. G- huge rock that's pinning Luke down that Luke couldn't lift himself a fully able-bodied person without a hole in his head could not lift but somehow this guy is like okay I'll help you out he dragged his carcass in there just to do this I don't know Brandon you're a good friend of mine if I had a hole in my head I don't think I could make my way over to you to lift a rock off of you I'm sorry I'll take that. And I would not expect you to do the to try and save I'd me probably because be like, again, Cullen, I know you would if you could, but you can't. But save yourself. <laughs> I've got a hole in yeah. my head. Yeah, Luke and Vader fight. Luke like cuts Vader's arm off and the the arm holding the lightsaber, and then like a hole forms in the ground. I'm not sure if it forms. It was there the whole time. Either way, he, he like, falls in a hole that we yeah. previously did like, not know tri- about. Did he trip over his arm and fell in the hole because like the arm goes with him? It no, fell. he just he just reached over and picked up his arm yeah. and then just so, fell into the falls, hole. And he falls, and we, you know, Luke's pretty sure he's you know not gone forever, but he falls in this hole. Like he, he doesn't even he doesn't even trip. He, he just, just falls. falls. He's just, he's just like, well, I'm tired. To be fair, I lost an arm, so it's down a hole I go. Where, like all the enemies of these gods were, and he just yeah. He fell. Leia's, like, really badly hurt. Luke's badly hurt. Uh, Hala has this crystal, and she comes down. She's like, Luke, boy, here. You know what? I, I suck at the Force. I- I'm really a joke. Uh, I don't know even why I wanted this thing, but you can have it. And Luke takes it, and he heals Leia with it. Like, he, like, holds it, and he, like, touches Leia. Yeah, because Vader just gets a couple of shots in on her yeah. with a saber. With with his blue, blue lightsaber. lightsaber. Yes, it was, it's blue in this book. He doesn't grab Luke's lightsaber and use it on Leia. Vader uses his own lightsaber, Which, and yeah, it's and blue. One, there's only one description of its color, and he says blue. So he heals Leia, and they go outside, and they turn on R2-D2 and C-3PO, and they get in their little transport, and they're like, yeah, Hala, guess what? You're coming with us. 
to join the rebels. He's like, oh, I don't know if I want to join these rebels. I don't know if I'm interested yeah, or not. It's like, you know, I have a smuggler friend that once said the same thing. Because this whole time we were like, Hala, she's kind of like the Han Solo of this, right? <laughs> Absolutely, that's what I thought. So, yeah. And that's the end of the damn book. They didn't yeah. even find a ship to get off yeah. the planet. They're stuck still. That was the whole thing of Luke and Leia being on this planet was to get the hell off this planet. They didn't care about getting this gem. That's what Hala wanted. It's never really said why she wants it. She just wants it. And when she does get it, she immediately just gives it to Luke. So no, no one accomplished what they set out to no, do in this book. Nobody. No one. Uh-uh, at nobody. all. Because Vader, he also wanted to get this gem and he also wanted to get Luke and Leia. Didn't do any of that. Grammel, he wanted to get promoted. He died. I guess Hala comes the closest to getting what she wants. Because she actually gets, she gets the, the gem. gem. She gets it. She does accomplish her mission. And then it's immediately it's like, ah, F it. You're better at the Force than I am. Because I have trouble raising a tray. Yeah. You won't get any training from me because I suck. Pretty much. That's, yeah. That's it. That's the, the adventure that that could have been our Empire striking back. Thank God it wasn't. This is more like the Empire lurches off the couch. Right. So it's like, well, hey, surprise, here's Darth Vader, kids. The Empire had a heavy and, and Darth meal. Darth Vader's dialogue was just, it didn't feel right. What? It's like, that's not something Darth Vader says. Or that's like really weird. Yeah, he, well, he calls Leia girl woman. Yeah, he's like, right? hey, girl woman, I don't know if you, yeah, it was really weird. His shit talking was off in this. It wasn't, like, prestigious. It didn't sound, like, Kurosawa-inspired. It didn't sound... They had no gravitas. None. It just sounded like slang. Some, like, heavy talking. When he was talking about, like, Luke's history, he's like, like I know that you are from Tatooine. Like, the way... I don't know. It, it was just There's a weird. lot of rifle off while you're trying uh, to sword fight somebody. It wasn't really exposition. I don't know what the hell you would call it, but it was oddly yeah, placed. very oddly placed. It's like, well, we need to establish this right now. It's bizarre. The biggest badass in the galaxy. It's just, it, he wasn't intimidating. Well, like, he wasn't as intimidating as he like should have been. like when he show up, like Luke like shouts at him. He's like, Vader, yo! Yeah, and um, plus Leia is actually able to kind of hold her own with, with Vader. And I, I know some people will say, that's what happened with Kylo Ren and Ray. Like, well, yeah, but those circum- I feel those circumstances were significantly different. They make a point that Leia is not force sensitive in this. So she's equivalent yeah. of Finn mm-hmm. picking it up. And like I think they get Leia pretty good with her characterization. It's like Luke is like having to suffer from Han Solo not being in there, so they gotta throw a bit of Han Solo, which doesn't fit him. In this, because he's much yeah. more of a snarky, uh, against the grain guy, which mm-hmm. he's not. He doesn't feel like he has grown at all from the previous movie, and that was one of the, you know, that was one of the major things with Empire Strikes Back that you really yeah. felt the growth of Luke. I mean, he still has a long the way to thing, go because the only thing I think the, the beginning it feels like him because there's like it feels like there's this sense of wonder, yes. and they talk about how, you know, the Alliance like offered him all this like stuff, and he's like. Can I just be a pilot? That's all I want. And that sounds very Lukish. But then the rest of the, the way he mm-hmm. interacts with people and stuff does not feel like Luke too much. It's a, it's a Luke and Han Solo uh, cross. And he doesn't seem to have any interest in increasing his abilities with no. the Force. 
but he, that's he feels like, like he's just gonna one let of the it major come to reasons him. like it, that's what it feels like like that's one of the major reasons that he left tattooing was to train you know in the force and he just has just just no interest in it in this book right. at all he's just like i'll pick it up as i go along he luke knows better than that he knows he needs more training than what he has in the movies and this one he's just yeah, fuck it, I'll figure it out. We really underplayed, honestly, how many moments Luke looks at Leia and he's into her. Oh yeah, her. he's into her. Because there's a, there's, a, there, there's a point, I think it's during the three-day expedition under the ground where like they're huddled oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like, like that. I could be here for a long time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he just, he just looks at her as she sleeps and then he immediately falls asleep. Like, ugh. And, and there's more stuff like that, but that like really that one and when they're wrestling, it's just ah, come on, and then there's guys. The, well, he Oops. didn't know. He he didn't and know. And it wasn't. It's since 1978. It's that doesn't establish till 1983. So there's seven mm-hmm. years, and she goes from in this to not really into Luke to, eh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Like she she was more into him. In Star Wars than she was right. in this book. All right, so Colin, we normally have our like little ratings on the show, but we're, we're just gonna go pretty simple with this one. Would you would you recommend to somebody to read Splinter of the Mind's Eye? This book it drags. It feels like there's a lot of filler in it, which is weird. You wouldn't expect a book to have filler in it. It's not like it has to meet a time quota. It just Tell the story at the length you need it to be. Man, when uh, they're, they're traveling in this book, when it says they're traveling for three days, boy, howdy, you feel every bit of those three days. And it's really, uh, there, there's stuff that's inconsistent and strange about it. Vader's abilities with the Force, when Luke fights Vader, he like forms like a white ball out oh, of yeah, his hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I shoots forgot about it, that. Shoots it at Luke and then somehow Luke shoots it back at him. It doesn't, he doesn't say like he deflects it. It just says it go, travels back to Vader and it hits him. Like, fucking what? What was that? It, you, you know what that was? That was like in Superman 2 where Superman peels the S off his chest and throws yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that is Kryptonians. It's like, well, it's like, what the hell was that? What? Nothing happened. What? Where are you getting this from? Prepare to be destroyed, Superman. What was that? Yeah, take that, you jerk. That was a minor inconvenience. Yeah, well, that's the idea. Slowed you down, I'll say. Ow. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. Yeah, well, you know, take that. So there's just just crap like that in this. I, I say no, don't read this book, even for diehard Star Wars fans. Even to see what could have been. I don't think it's worth reading, and I love Star Wars. I've seen, I've seen the holiday special. I don't know, crap. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. No, the holiday special. Yeah, I, the only thing better about the holiday special is it takes less of your time. That's what's better about it than the book. Brandon, do you recommend this book? Ah, uh, I find I think it's I think the book's fascinating. This is the second time I've read it. Uh, as I mentioned, I read it in middle school, but. I didn't remember a damn thing except for Luke cutting off Vader's arm and falling into a pit and stuff. But it's fascinating. But I think if you're if you're really wanting to check this out, 
uh, aside from like just reading a summary of the weird things in this thing and getting a gist for it go for the the graphic novel version the comic that dark horse did in 96 because i think they fixed some things major problems with the book or in terms of just being a book major problems i'm not talking like star wars problems i'm mm-hmm. talking like issues misspelling yeah, stuff so <laughs> that that'd be the way to go to check this out plus it's got pictures and stuff might be a little more fun the geography of the characters would be easier to understand right, that, yeah certainly. and it's probably tighter and quicker and I'd say that's the way to go. It's interesting. I'm more fascinated with it as a time capsule than I am with it of any substance. Because I just think there's like weird oddities in Star Wars. Like I I find, I've said before that I find the Phantom Menace to be fascinating because there's no Star Wars like it. Like it's this takes place in this generally completely different time. Like it's it takes place in a time of peace in the universe and has a look and feel like nothing else. And it's just kind of fascinating to think of, of that, the things that just aren't of the norm of Star Wars. And this is definitely not of the norm of Star Wars and contains, you know, familiar things. But no, I, I, don't, I don't recommend reading it. Did I feel like I wasted my time with it? During the traveling chapters, yes. During stuff, when stuff actually happens, not all the time. Less so. <laughs> Still a waste, just less of a waste. Less of a waste. That does it for this bonus episode covering book. If you liked us covering a book like this, let us know. If you, you know, maybe we'll do another one. Star Wars has plenty of stuff that doesn't count anymore, like Shadows of the Empire. Since we did the Between Star Wars and Empire book, maybe that Shadows, or maybe there's another one. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's weird books related to our movies that you'd want to hear about. I don't know. As long as it's not like excruciating like thousands of pages we'd maybe consider it but if you like that let us know let us know other things you'd like us to do like these bonus episodes don't have to be just movies all the time they could be like this don't forget that we have an episode coming up monday this episode is dropping thursday we have our christmas uh, christmas slash holiday slash hanukkah slash kwanzaa whatever it's appropriate chuck norris saving christmas in particular with invaders usa which you need to tune in and check out I imagine that this movie, uh, I have not seen this movie. I'm hoping it's like (laughs) the movie in Scrooge where Lee Majors saves Santa Claus and blows the hell out of terrorists. That's what I'm hoping it's like. Don't set the bar too high. Ah. Ah. No, this is it's considered one of the two uh, ultimate canon films. It's usually between this and Death Wish 3 that people put as the ultimate canon film. So we'll we will see on our next episode. But thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy Rogue One. Go see it multiple times. It's going to need all your help. Uh, but it's going to be the little engine that could. The little engine that could. So yeah, until uh, next time, uh, we will I know that it's crazy to think that, that, that there's that short of a gap of time between Star Tours and this. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Because in our history, I mean, when you look back, we it's funny. It feels like 
there wasn't anything from Return of the Jedi until like Phantom Menace. But there was a yeah. lot of things to keep Star Wars slowly in the conscience. Well, like this was there the most was, dead period. There of Star was Wars until fandom. until right after this. Like after this, yeah. nothing. After this, yeah. like, nothing. then it was like sh- like the books. Well, yeah, you had the you had the Timothy Zahn books was a big deal in 1991. And, and then it was like wow. Shadows of the Empire. That was like yeah. the next biggest but, thing. Yeah. I honestly, I I, I yeah. feel like Star Wars. Like people call it geeky, but like. If you look at the money those movies yeah. make, everybody likes Star Wars. The only yeah. time you could probably call Star Wars a geeky thing is between 83 and 99. Because that's a, de- st- that's a dead time where people are looking back to these old movies. Yeah. It wasn't cool to like look back on yeah. them and stuff. And you were paying attention to books. Video- you were... You were- Trying to get everything you could, like Star Trek. After you know the original series ended, oh, yeah. you had to go to novels. You had a really you had a, a animated, mixed bag animated anime, series with yeah. horrible animation. What do you mean yeah. mixed bag? Uh, some of the episodes are well some were bad and some were worse. Like I don't understand <laughs> what you mean by mixed bag. I think, I think there's some there's some good scripts in there. It, okay, I, I, I don't think the animation's very good at all. You can like, make said, that you can make that argument. You'd think, be wrong, but okay. you can. <laughs> there's a couple in there, uh, but then you have like books and like the yeah. hope of a new series, and then yeah. Star Wars helps it come back. Um, yeah. yeah, fully, but it's it's just really like. But for Star Wars, the first three movies, everybody went and saw them. Everybody oh, yeah. liked them. There's no way that like it's a geek property. It's a general people's property. Now, how yeah. deep you get into it, that's on your own accord. But just say like, oh, uh, I'm a geek. I like Star Wars. No, you're not. You just like everyone else. Those movies. Look yeah. at the numbers. Yeah, not it's not people <laughs> going multiple times. That's everyone going to there the is, movie. There isn't one person in a civilized country where if you go. You know, if you do that you know, noise, they're like, oh, it's Darth Vader. Because yeah. everyone's fucking seen that movie. Everyone knows. And, and, the, and the people Vader. picking on people who like Star Wars saw Star Wars yeah. Yeah. and still watch Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but the 83 to 89 or to 99, there's just, there's this, there's the crappy cartoons. There's the ride. Books, Christmas, there's the, the ride was like the best Christmas thing. Christmas special. That was 78. That was, yeah. It's still terrible. It's still terrible. <laughs> and people really had to like um uh go to conventions and yeah, really make a really huge look, effort yeah. to try to find well, that thing. And I think what wow, totally off topic, but that's okay. Somebody else edit this. <laughs> um I think one we've of, had bigger tangents. One of the, the things that really kept it in in the public conscious was everything else referencing it. I like the the thing about yeah. Star Wars that like I remember, Muppet babies. Yeah, see, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. Like the thing that that sticks in my mind about Star Wars is Muppet babies. And yeah. I'm like that wasn't even all there that was a, great, the, it was there okay. Was a, there was a whole episode, and like in the opening yeah. credits, they, yeah. you know, they're in Star Wars too. Yeah. yeah. Well, they make a big deal about re-releasing it on video too. Um, <laughs> the edited, edited, edited version. Yes, the yeah. edited, edited version in pan and scan. Um, but they, I mean, there was, yeah, everybody, there was the references, mm-hmm. things like that, and that's how you know something's really hit. I mean, like yeah. look at Harry Potter. Everybody, yeah, yeah. that's probably the biggest thing since the stars. I mean, I think Harry Potter even more so than Lord of the Rings, probably. Uh, yeah. And- I don't know. Hit, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the right age, and they've grown. Yeah, and all ages can go for it. Yeah, I, and, I, I think yeah. so. And the money they hit is way more than any of the movies. Well, I mean, and you had eight, mm-hmm. eight now nine movies like that's yeah, and consistent. I mean, it's just it's crazy yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. It yeah. Off. Um, some are you know some are they're really only better just at the personal taste more than anything because they're all pretty pretty for the most part i'm not talking equal. about quality you yeah, know, yeah. quality of movie i'm talking about impact and culture yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and dollar in in pocket like they made a ton of money oh yeah oh yeah and they were never released like they were released but never released like again uh, they they weren't 
uh, they they pushed other movies away, which is right. I think a key for what yeah. it makes a good movie. Right. Like when uh, when when you're going to release something, mm-hmm. what what runs away from it? Yeah, right. like other studios weren't that concerned about releasing stuff around Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah. they certainly have some concern, but they weren't as concerned. Well, as Lord of the Rings came out Christmas time, where everything everything's going to make money if you're decent. Yeah. That's yeah. But Lord of the, I mean, you don't see a Lord of the like, Harry Potter has infected Universal Studios to where it's almost yeah. Harry yeah. Oh yeah. World. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing. That's for not going to happen with Lord of the Rings. There's nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So suck on that, Lord of the Rings. Back to Star Wars. Harry Potter. Ewoks, to be specific. What? 